Today on the show, I talk to Stuart Bagnall, Chief of Culture at LastMinute.com, about what it's like running a travel company in a pandemic. Spoiler alert, things change quite a bit, but the company did the right thing and focused on the most important element first, and that was their people. They upped their wellbeing initiatives, and well, I don't want to give it all away, but it's a great chat. So let's hear from Stuart Bagnall from LastMinute.com about this extraordinary situation which all of us have been in for the last two years or so. This is Unleashcast. Let's set the scene a bit. The last couple of years has obviously been an interesting one for lastminute.com, but you've you've found some great ways of, of uh, kind of addressing and approaching the situation that we've all been in. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, the travel industry in itself um, has really struggled over the last two years, I think. Um, and, you know, although um, I think we're coming out the other side of it, I think um, it was it was it was a real challenge for our people. It was a real challenge for our customers. We went from what we call like a booking engine um, to then having to deal with uh, an uncomprehensible amount of cancellations literally overnight. So, you know, we weren't prepared for that in terms of uh, systems, processes, resource people. Um, and then, you know, we're trying to manage the workforce all at the same time, communicate with them effectively um, and, you know, manage things like furlough, work hour reduction schemes as they started to emerge and we started to need to utilise them. So, yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a, a strange couple of years. I think, you know, we started to see uh, peaks last year where uh, travel felt like um, it was it was coming back. But, you know, we're very influenced by the media. I mean, all it would take was someone like Boris Johnson to drop a, um, a restriction and then we just see booking start to change and cancel over again so it's very much a roller coaster for us but you know in terms of um what we did as a company to sort of manage and support our people um we we sort of took a very uh transparent and rapid communication response approach i think like a lot of other companies in in terms of internal comms we would uh, very much supplement our group wide communications with um local in person all hands and um, sort of roadshows um so great for leaders visiting all the different offices great for engagement obviously the downsides cost and time and resource and it can really delay and slow down the impact of comms but you know um when 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 the pandemic hit and we had to activate everyone um through um, remote working which i think only took us around 11 days because we'd obviously had some smart working and stuff like that in the past which which was great but you know we had to completely adapt the communication program um, and we did that with the ceo um and it was it was great i mean we were running weekly q a sessions live through workplace which were fantastic and um, and it was very much no question, no holds barred. We'd answer, talk about anything and everything. Um, I mean, because at the time people were really struggling. They didn't know what was going on. You will have experienced it yourself, but um, um, like other companies. But I think the transparency with people um, and just giving them that sort of uh, open forum um, with you know the, the most senior person in the business was was crucial to its success. So, you know, we created a narrative with people, uh, set expectations where we could. And, you know, there's a lot of times when we were talking and, and there was nothing we could tell them that we hadn't previously just told them. I mean, there's nothing's changed. We're still in this situation. But I think it was just about having um, an opportunity for people to 
to join the sessions. I mean, we had participation, um, looking back at the data, I think it was about a thousand people were joining these sessions every week, which um, I think is great in terms of numbers. Yeah, um, it's just great to hear such a focus on transparency, I think. Um, I, I, I think maybe you're an advantage that you were very much a customer facing business anyway, so you understand the nature of good customer service and but it's just great to hear that that's kind of going both ways and 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 you sort of you've done the same thing for your people and it's obviously been really really appreciated um yeah let's talk about well-being a little bit as well okay yeah yeah yeah, for sure so so what what things did lastminute.com put in place uh to 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 keep the focus on well-being because obviously it's an incredibly it was an incredibly disruptive and less so maybe for other reasons now uh disruptive time for people so so what was your thinking and what were your actions around that um so in terms of what i think um so i mean well-being is one of these topics which uh, i think you know uh, there was some attention on it um before uh, the pandemic hit but i think the spotlight really really did hit it and you know we were subsidizing our communication programs um with um, an initiative led a lot by our people. So um, we created what we called the Be Well campaign. And the goal was really to create and provide support and resources that helped our people overcome the negative aspects of what they were experiencing. I think, you know, having everyone um, sat at desks fully remote, um, you know, not being able to to go out do anything and um, it was tough but you know our people were great I mean they really came together and you know they've got a real pink spirit I think that's what we call it and you know people running various sorts of um, initiatives themselves I mean we have people doing obviously the sort of the fitness workouts yoga sorts of things but I think you know there were some people doing stuff at the weekends which was unusual so we had a, a, a colleague who ran a um, drawing class uh, for people's kids because they were like yeah I've got children um I know you guys have got children it's a nice distraction maybe if they're doing that you can go off as a parent and have a moment of uh breathing space to yourself but I think you know um it was all about how can we help people manage their anxiety um we switched our engagement survey from being focused heavily on engagement to well-being so you know um I think we ran it in May and November twice to understand actually are these actions having um, an impact how are our people feeling and yeah and it just became purely about well-being and the score I think with well-being and uh, doing measurement in that sense is we had some quite good scores you know uh, so people were saying actually I am okay but what we realized quite quickly is that you kind of need to sort of say that's great ignore that group of people and then sort of saying, can we identify these pockets of people who aren't um, who aren't feeling um, particularly great, may need some further support? Um, I think you know there was a lot of things um, that we did with our leadership team um, because I think for the leaders it's really important that we were meeting as a group and saying how are you guys coping and what sort of conversations are you having with your people um I think it's very British uh, to be saying to someone yeah I'm fine and that's it and then you just carry on talking about whatever it is that you know what you're talking about but we're really encouraging our people to say look are you okay but are, are you really okay and, you know just sort of having that reach out having that having that conversation and you know we provided lots of training and resources for our people to, to make sure that they were equipped 
um, in, in dealing with that because I mean you know it, it gets quite personal for some people quite quickly and you know some people aren't necessarily comfortable having those conversations so for us as a people team it was really important that we were supporting um, our managers and our leaders in, in that. I suppose the only other thing to add to that I think is um, you know uh, it's the empathy is something I think um, was a word bandied around a lot over the, the last year or so. And um, I think for one, it stands out of the rest. It's one of our core attributes or competencies that we've been focusing on and identified pre-pandemic. But I think it was the one that sort of for us stepped out at the forefront and, and it's ongoing. I mean, we just uh, finished running our last, uh, we just ran an engagement survey um, in February that blended engagement uh, well-being put a third layer into it which is now diversity equity inclusion um, because I think there's a lot of other factors um, that all contribute to you know um, to well-being and, and mental health like that. For sure I mean th- that was going to be part of my next question which was you put these things in place but then they become part of a strategy so they become a longer term you know yeah. aspect of your business and another thing that I think people are very keen on making sure is embedded in a lot of companies and will will improve uh, certainly work life balance is remote working and yes. and the idea that now you're you mentioned that you had some kind of smart working initiatives before the pandemic but maybe that's been accelerated so what are the plans going forward with where you're recruiting from how you're recruiting you know really going for a kind of a, a hire from anywhere work from anywhere uh, ethos yeah. So, um, yeah, there's quite a lot that that's happened um, over the last year um, and it's all kind of sort of kicking off right now, actually, which um, which is great. But I think one of the first things in terms of um, recruitment and talent acquisition, um, it's, it's quite hard at the moment, I think, um, particularly for companies um, which are very much digital companies like us I mean we don't own any travel products so we're, we're pretty much a travel tech company so um, every company is now a tech company I would say um, in some way shape or form so you know, you've really got to strengthen um, and showcase your employer brand uh, every opportunity and sort of hi- highlight why it's great to work at a company because the competition is so strong I mean like you said we've really em- we're really embracing the sort of hybrid remote working model um, in terms of smart working um, to get a wider pool of talent um so targeting or focusing on countries that we've never recruited in before and taking on full remote workers i mean we we just embarked on a project to recruit a hundred technology profiles um so that we can try and grow the business and you know we're, we're in the process of launching a recruitment campaign around that which is the largest we've ever done as a company i mean um we've never had to run a campaign for recruitment before we've always been able to leverage our brand reputation but um the goalposts have massively shifted i mean to give you an example like i think was it last year we um we lost around 25 percent of our technology team or profile and voluntarily you know people were leaving because either uncertainty within staying in within the travel industry was a factor um but i think you know people the main reasons were uh, growth opportunities or uh, an improvement in, in salary but what we've actually tried to do is uh, we we focused on developing our what we're calling our DVP, our digital value proposition, um, to sort of really understand from our technology teams what 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 are your key what are the key reasons for moving to a company, what would really attract you, and 
Um, and we use those as kind of a foundation. I mean, for, for them, for us, they were telling us that, you know, being really meaningful um, and about com- how, how we communicate the impact their role will have externally was essential. And, you know, growth was another element. You know, what can they learn at our company that they're not going to be able to learn elsewhere? And interesting, one of the main main um, other sort of focus areas was about uh, they want to be able to solve complex problems. So provide the opportunity to be able to collaborate in a way which is educational for them, solving problems um, in, in, in a technology world. So we're launching what we're calling a crack the code campaign, using that as a basic framework, which basically is a competition where if people can crack a code by finding uh, a, a, a hidden sentence in, in the website somewhere, they could potentially win a holiday. So a little bit of PR in very much a lost minute.com style. But um, but yeah, um, so that's kind of what's happening in, in the recruitment side of things. But again, it's not enough uh, in terms of, you know, the flexibility that people are looking for. So yes, that's a, it's great that we're running a campaign, but uh, as of March, we're experimenting with um, a shorter working weeks. So we're giving people Friday afternoons off, which is great. I mean, um, live for the holidays. <laughs> and then um, the Friday morning, we're sort of really out loud because the feedback that we get from our engagement surveys is about, always around folk, uh, career development and personal growth. So we're sort of dedicating the Friday morning to what we're calling people to focus on deep work, or le- their own personal learning and, and, and development. So it's kind of a no meeting, no corporate meeting mandate and stuff like that, which we hope will uh, make a difference. Um, but during the week, we wanna give people flexibility. So we're also introducing core working hours, which mean basically we will only look to run corporate meetings and events during the hours, um, European time 10 till four. And then people have got flexibility to top and tail. So, you know, you want to take your kids to school or you've got um whatever you need to do you can you know work when you need to work so it's more about delivering your outcome but um with a bit more flexibility around it so it's kind of the experiment we're running um we don't know yet exactly how it's gonna that's gonna work we're gonna continuously evaluate it and uh, understand uh, you know uh, after summer um how it's actually working for the business great stuff i mean i do say this to a lot of people we interview that it shouldn't have taken such a catastrophic event to to make these changes but Mm. it's great that uh businesses are now changing a lot of policies really becoming people-centric it's an amazing story and it seems like lastminute.com have you know have, have really got some some great strategies and and ideas in place for the future so Stuart thanks so much for talking to us uh you're very welcome thanks for having us and um yeah nice to speak to you